This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller of Mississippi Today, and as we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state letting you know about events that make Mississippi great. Today we're showcasing the holidays Mississippi style. We'll start this road trip off in Tupelo at the Tupelo Automobile Museum and speak with Terry Easterling about a Camaro Christmas. Next we'll head down to Hattiesburg and speak with Emily Hall about the Hattiesburg Zoo Lights. Then we'll move to Canton and talk with Jana Paget-Deer about, about the Canton Christmas Fest. We'll end our trip with Nacheri Cooper with Grammy Museum Mississippi to talk about their legacy of the Michael Jackson exhibit. So hold on tight because we're going for a ride here on Next Stop Mississippi. We'll be right back after the news. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPV Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller of Mississippi Today, joined by Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. And we're bringing you into the show today with a tune by Leo Bud Welch, a great Mississippi blues musician who we lost this week. Uh, Bud died on Tuesday, December 19th at 85 years old. Wow. Uh, great musician, uh, gained popularity in 2014 with his debut album, Sabugla Voices. Uh, and spent the next five years of his life touring uh, Mississippi, Europe, and all across the United States. So mm-hmm. we tip our hats to Leo Bud Welch today, a great musician, and um, uh, shared a lot of good Mississippi momentum around the world. So thanks to Bud, and our heart goes out to Vinci Barnado, his longtime manager and very good friend, and, of yeah. course, all the family members. Yes, indeed. Man, I got a chance to meet him at the 10-year Blues Trail uh, anniversary party at Howlin' Mounds. Uh, uh, earlier this year, or was it la- last year? I'm sorry. And I mean, the man just had so much spirit, you know. And uh, even though he was up in age, you could just feel it, it just coming out of him. He's just done so much. Absolutely. Well, he started out in gospel and, and was always very much kind of a blues gospel singer and spent most of his life working in the lumber industry uh, there in Bruce, his home. And uh, what what a man. I, I got to spend a good bit of time with him when I first came on at Visit Mississippi. We created a new ad campaign, and, and Bud was at the center of that ad campaign. Mm-hmm. So we got to travel the state with him and film and record and play a lot of music. And then uh, we went on to travel together to Portland and Nashville wow, and really? really showcase Bud as, as our you know messenger of the Mississippi sound. And it was really a lot of fun. And, and as you mentioned, he did come to our Mississippi Blues Trail anniversary party. There is also a Blues Trail marker honoring Leo Bud Welch in Bruce. Uh, the title of the marker is Calhoun County Blues. So uh, check that out if you're up in the Hill Country during your holiday travels. Um, so uh, again, uh, we'll miss you, Leo Bud Welch, but uh, certainly an incredible man and, and glad I got to know him. And Mayor Margaret, speaking of legends, I got the extreme honor earlier this week to travel to Point Cufe, Louisiana, uh, with director of Visit Mississippi, Craig Ray, and meet Buddy Guy. Get out. Oh, my God. I mean, I was like a kid. I just had to contain wow. myself. Do you, man, uh, that is a living legend. It is so much I could say about him. He was so humble. Really? And just his memory of his life and showing us his birthplace and his church and where he grew up. It was just as vivid as a, as a color screen. That is incredible. You know, um, I've only seen Buddy Guy perform maybe twice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he really is a presence to behold. And I can only imagine what it was like to be one-on-one with him. Oh, my God. Well, so blessed. Good for you. And you said, where were you in Louisiana? Point Cufe, Louisiana. 
I don't know anything about Point <laughs> Coupe, but it sounds cool. Yes, indeed. <laughs> great people out there. Well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. You keep it rolling, Kamel. I love it. Well, we've got a great show for you today. As we mentioned in the intro, we're talking about holidays Mississippi style. And on the phones this morning, joining us from Tupelo, we have Terry Easterling with the Tupelo Automobile Museum. Welcome, Terry. Oh, good morning. Well, good morning to you, and thank you for making a minute to be our guest on Next Stop Mississippi. We want to hear all about Camaro Christmas, which you've got planned uh, through January 2nd. It's it's Corvette Christmas. Uh, it's a special exhibit. We do a special exhibit here at the museum every month to add to the uh, 130 cars that we have on our showroom floor. And our special exhibit this month uh, is a really cool exhibit. It's the first time we've had it here. It's it's called a Corvette Christmas, and we have all 50s and 60s Corvettes. Uh, our earliest one in our exhibit is a 54, which, you know, uh, they didn't start making the, the Corvettes till 1953. So to have one of those in here was, was really cool. And uh, uh, the newest one of the collection that we've got in our special exhibit is a 67. So that tells you pretty much, uh, you know, we have uh, about 11 of them on the as our special exhibit, so it's a really cool exhibit. And uh, you know, with the this this museum was, uh, you know, 2003 dedicated to the state of Mississippi Automobile Museum. It's the largest variety of cars east of the Mississippi, and it was all one man's collection. Well, I've had the honor of, of touring your museum, and, and as you say, uh, it's been about 15 years you guys have been around. You've really put yourselves on the map as the destination for rare cars in Mississippi. Uh, tell us how many cars you do have in that collection. Uh, in our special exhibit, or the uh, special exhibit we, this month, we have, uh, we have 11 of our Corvettes uh, in the special exhibit. And uh, we have, any time, we have probably around 130 cars uh, on our showroom floor at any time. Well, I know this uh, originally started with the collection of Frank Spain, who who was your founder and uh, really got the museum ideas off the ground and really an incredible experience for folks uh, to come out. Now, in addition to this great Corvette Christmas program, you've got a, a couple of pretty cool cars that have some pretty cool people behind the stories. Uh, one in particular is, is your most famous uh, uh, resident, Elvis Presley. Yeah. <laughs> We do have a Mark IV that, that belonged to Elvis that he purchased and uh, eventually gave to the uh, chief of police out in Denver, Colorado, who uh, uh, handled all of his security and all out there when uh, he was uh, doing his concerts out in Denver. Terry, uh, Mary Margaret and everybody knows that I'm a car buff, so, I mean, this subject really <laughs> interests me, you know. So to have 120,000 square foot of automobile displays and then to read that you have a self-guided tour that starts off with an 1886 Benz all the way wow. to a 94 Viper, and I love the Vipers. I, <laughs> I think those are some of the just coolest cars ever made. How in the world did you start to assimilate this gigantic collection? Mr. Spain, when he, he decided he was going to build a museum, he had these cars scattered all over the country. But when he decided he wanted to, he wanted to collect about ten cars per decade. But he just didn't want any old car of that decade. He wanted the rarest cars of that decade. Mm. So when you come in here, when you step through these doors, the awe factor—that's what you—that's what you get when 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 people walk through into the showroom floor. Ah, uh, you know and. You know, it makes you feel good when you hear that when they walk through the door. Mm. But, yeah. uh, you know, the 1886 was considered the beginning of the automobile. Mm. I mean, it was a little two-and-a-half horsepower engine on the back of basically a buggy. Wow. And uh, back then, you know, hey, it was better than riding a horse. I yeah. Know, <laughs> you know, with a little two-and-a-half horsepower engine, a lot of times, you know, if they was going up a pretty steep hill, they just have to step off of it, walk beside of it, and then just back on it, you know. And, wow. and uh, so you think about where it's come from, from there to, like you said, we have a, uh, a Dodge Viper. And that uh, Viper has never been driven? Never been tested. Wow. The 12 miles, that was, it's on it, and it was straight from the factory. That's that big That's Dodge cool. V10 in there. 
<laughs> and 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 I, you know, I can't wait to, to be the first one to test drive it one day, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that should certainly that be your privilege. I don't see that happening, but like I said, it's it's an awesome collection. We have a Tucker in here, which it was only fifty one of those built. Uh, it's valued somewhere around three million dollar car. Oh. It was fired by a Franklin Water Cool helicopter engine. Uh, in 1948, had independent suspension, disc brakes, first car to ever come out with a padded dash. You know, Preston Tucker was way ahead of his time. There's only 48 of them known to be left in existence. But in 2012, one sold at Barrett Jackson, just like ours, for $2.65 million. So mm. Mm-hmm. We have a Duesenberg, a 19, another really cool. We have a 1929 unrestored Duesenberg, you know, and uh, it's got the V12. I meant the straight eight with mm. uh, dual overhead cams. Ooh. You know, when it comes from the factory in 1929, it would run to excess of 116 miles per hour. Wow, in 29. God. 1929, and you think about Ooh. it, there were no roads back then. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Where would you drive that fast? Yeah. So, you know, to have a, to, to come straight off the factory, they was with, you know, they, the cars, the history of the automobile, you've got over 130 years of automobile history, and you can see where the automobile began to where it's at today. And uh, it's, it's an incredible, it's an incredible collection, rare collection, and, uh, just, and it's a self-guided tour. I mean, we got speaker boxes that, that uh, there's a little, uh, about a four-and-a-half-minute introduction that tells you a little bit about our founder and some of the special cars that we have on the showroom floor. And if you're interested, you could like us on Facebook, go to the uh, Tupelo Automobile Museum, and you can you can watch the, the video on there, the introduction video, and, and it'll tell you a little bit about our founder and give you some heads-up on some of the special cars that we do have in here. Well, Terry, that's great, and I know that you bring visitors in from around the world. Tupelo is such an international destination for tourism. And tell me, I mean, what do you think really draws people in? I mean, why do people love this experience of of rare automobiles? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing that you're going to love when you walk through our doors, the first thing is you're going to get a smile and a and a welcome. You know? <laughs> that's right <laughs> from the from the ladies up front, you know. So the personnel. That staff that they have here is is unbelievable. But like I said, when you walk through the doors, we have we have a few cars on Like we have Richard Petty's two hundred win car. There's something in here that when you walk down these aisles, that your grandfather, your, your grandmother, you had. It's a walk down memory lane, and and uh, it's a lot of folks don't realize in the early twenties there was over a thousand automobile manufacturers in the United States alone. And you think of wow. they didn't mass produce. A lot of them made four, five, ten cars a year, and and uh, you'll mm. you'll see brands and and uh, in here that you you've never heard of. Sure. And so I I think that that's the really and 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 at Christmas time now we really go out. All of our chains are lit up. At Christmas time we have about forty Christmas trees on the floor. So <laughs> that's great. It's like a winter wonderland when you come in anyway, and the, the cars and, and the lights and the Christmas decoration all just adds to the uh, exhibits. Well, that's great. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Terry, for joining us today. It's uh, been great to have you on the line. Uh, Terry Easterling with the Tupelo Automobile Museum. They're having Corvette Christmas now uh, through the first of the year, so make a point to get out and visit them. They're easy to find online, and all of their hours and availability is there. I just got a note from our friend Robert Terrell over at the B.B. King Museum saying two of B.B.'s cars are in the museum. Oh, So, man. Uh, again, we've got some Elvis cars, we've got some B.B. cars, and, uh, you know, everything in between. Between. So, again, uh, thanks for being on the show, Terry. Glad to have you. Uh, it's time for us to take a quick break, but when we return, we'll speak with Emily Hall about the Hattiesburg Zoo Lights. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Jockeys that were there before me Believe it or not I started to worry I wondered 
An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with Kamel King. If you're just joining us, before the break, we spoke with Terry Easterling. He's the exhibit coordinator with the Tupelo Automobile Museum, and he told us a good bit about Corvette Christmas and just generally about the great collection there at the Tupelo Automobile Museum. Lots of fun uh, cars, lots of interesting items uh, in that museum. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely couldn't go there with somebody that didn't like cars because you'd be mad at me. (laughs) I'd spend hours. (laughs) You'd spend hours. Well, it's easy to to get caught up, lost in the moment there because uh, each of those uh, cars tells a story. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that they do have this uh, uh, Lincoln Mark IV, you know, in their collection that belonged to Elvis that he later gifted to a friend. They also have a replica of the, um, I, don't, I don't guess it's a replica, but it's the same car as um, uh, the 1939 Plymouth that the Presleys drove when they left Tupelo to move to Memphis. Mm. And I think that's very interesting to see that 1939 Plymouth compared to probably that Lincoln Mark IV, the stark difference between yeah. Elvis's lifestyle or exactly. you know, his means. So very interesting. Uh, so we're headed over to Hattiesburg now, and we're joined by Emily Hall with the Hattiesburg Zoo. Welcome, Emily. Good morning. So glad to have you on Next Stop this morning. Thanks for joining us to tell us about Zoo Lights. No problem. Happy to be here. Now, Emily, I believe this uh, program's been ongoing for quite some time, but tell us how Zoo Lights began. Okay. Well, we started Zoo Lights um, years ago as just an alternative way for people to come out and enjoy the holidays. Um, We stopped it for a couple of years, and we brought it back a couple of years ago. Um, and added our holiday market. So now it's the Hattiesburg Zoo, Zoo Lights, and Holiday Market. And our holiday market is local vendors who set up tents and sell their goods as kind of a last-minute holiday shopping experience. Oh, nice. Well, I see that uh, at the uh, Zoo Lights you have unlimited Polar Express uh, uh, excursions and unlimited rides around the carousel and just so many things. I mean, uh, I know my daughter, uh, she would go out there and take advantage of the unlimited for real. (laughs) We have a lot of people who take advantage of that. You know, we have, there's something for everybody. Um, We actually did a Facebook Live video of the train ride last night. Um, so if anybody has not had a chance to experience it, you can see it on Facebook. Um, we have it lit up all the way around the tracks. We actually have a blow-up who blows snow. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. we get a really cool little snowy Christmas experience um, right when you pull out of the train tracks. The carousel's decorated. It's also unlimited, and the kids love that. I've had several kids who want to ride every animal on the carousel. So. How sweet. <laughs> it's a good time to do that. <laughs> like, Bobby, you're going to go again 12 <laughs> times, really? <laughs> well, uh, Emily, so so much fun. I think the the – the fact that you've partnered with your local artists for the holiday market is just excellent, a great way to uh, get these wonderful craftsmen in front of a large audience of folks who are certainly looking for holiday gifts. If you're any anything like my family, probably last minute, <laughs> but um, really exciting. Now, from a, an experience standpoint, I know you've got lights throughout the zoo, and it's really just you know a wonderful sensory experience, and it certainly gets you in the holiday mood, but what sort of um, experience is it like with the animals? Animals at night are they still out in their in their areas? Well, it depends on the weather. You know, when it gets cold, they don't like the cold weather any more than we do. Sure, so okay. When it gets cold, like it was last weekend, a lot of them have to go up. We leave out as many as we can. You know, with it being a little warmer last night, we were able to leave out some of the primates. The flamingos were all out, and in our Asbury Education Room. We actually have some of our zookeepers in there doing animal encounters. So you can come into Asbury and have a chance to pet some of our ambassador animals. That's um, our prairie dog, our snakes, um, some of our birds, our turtles, those kind of things. Well, that's Mm -hmm. really cool. I love that you're still getting that uh, true zoo experience uh, and, and learning about 
the animals there while you're having a little holiday yeah. fun. And yeah. em- Emily, what a, a swell way to do the hospitality is the kids are met with a complimentary cup of hot cocoa and a holiday cookie, and the adults can choose a warm cup of mulled wine instead. That's right. Yeah, we kind of we try to have a little bit of everything for the kids and the adults. So we do offer the mulled wine for the adults, but everyone who comes through the gate gets a complimentary Christmas cookie and either the cocoa or the mulled wine. Now explain the warm mulled wine to me. <laughs> it's a little uh, bit out of my league. Not in the food and beverage side of it. So it's a it's it's kind of I, I don't even know how to explain mulled wine. It's a it's a red wine. Um, I believe it has apple cider with it as well, yeah. oh, and it's nice. like maybe got a little cinnamon I included. I was about to say it's kind of cinnamony. It's cinnamony. That's that's the official term. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're with you, Emily. Anything cinnamony is fine with us. Okay. Now, uh, every night you do have an opportunity for the kids to have story time with Mrs. Claus, and I believe Santa is also there as well. Yes, yeah, Santa's here every night um, doing pictures with the kids. We had one unfortunate night where Miss Claus was under the weather and she had to stay home on the North Pole, but she is well and she is back with us, so she'll be here all weekend. And she, uh, we have her set up in a little rocking chair, and she reads stories to the kids all night. Now, Emily, one element that you that I read about on your website is is about Festivus. Now, I don't know anything about Festivus, but the way you describe it on the website it totally intrigued me. So, mm-hmm. tell our listeners about the Festivus. <laughs> okay, this is new to me too. So, it's apparently um, it was on Seinfeld, which I was not a Seinfeld watcher. Oh so. no, now <laughs> <laughs> I know. Blasphemy. How un-American is that? (laughs) (laughs) So Festivus was celebrated for the first time on Seinfeld, and it's basically a holiday for people who don't want to celebrate Christmas. There is no tree. (laughs) Uh, The only decoration is an aluminum pole. (laughs) An aluminum pole. That's so Seinfeld. Okay. Um, And so around the pole, there some of the festivities, you do the airing of grievances. So if you have any issues with anybody, you come stand around the pole and you get those out. (laughs) Oh, nice. Festivus Um, fist fight. (laughs) Yes. Well, that is the the feats of strength. Apparently, Festivus is not over until you pin the host. (laughs) Wow. This is too much. I'm going to be Googling Festivus for the rest of the day. Yes. And um, it's like very easily explainable everyday events, Festivus Miracles. And now what are the uh, feats of strength for? (laughs) Um, You know, I believe we had uh, some weights out there last year and we just had we had people lifting the weights. Um, I think on the show it was an actual wrestling match, if I am not mistaken. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, we don't want to encourage our guests to wrestle. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that back to the house, you know. Yeah, exactly. um, leave that at home. <laughs> that so, home. yeah, After let's. the airing of the grievances when everybody goes home and hates each other. Then they do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. I love it. Well, a little something for everyone. We can't deny that. Yes, definitely. I mean, we do. Festivus, actually, it's celebrated on the 23rd. So we're going to do that tonight and tomorrow night. Yeah, so um, speaking of, uh, tell our listeners about the availability when you're open and where they can go to find more information. Okay, um, well, we're open. um, The zoo lights is 6 to 8 every night, but the zoo is actually open um, from 10 to 4 every day. Um, But in terms of, so they can call up here if they need more information. They can buy tickets online. We have group packs and family packs that are available. Um, You can get, tickets are normally $10 a piece. But you can get a family pack of four tickets for $30, or you can get, uh, we call it the Griswold pack of six tickets for $45. And we have those available (laughs) online. You can go to HattiesburgZoo.com and get those. Individual tickets can be bought at the gate. There's no concern about it selling out. We, the entire zoo is open, so we don't sell out the event because we are using the whole area. Well, really exciting. I know a lot of folks have family in town, and because Christmas falls on uh, Monday, we've really got a long weekend to spend Mm -hmm. with our family and friends. So a lot of us are going to be looking for things to do outside of the house. So uh, really great. Uh, We wish you the best. Uh, A Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Uh, Emily Hall with the Hattiesburg Zoo, uh, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to y'all, too. Thank you. Now, it's time for us to take another break, but when we get back, we'll speak with Jana Paget-Deer with the Canton Visitors Bureau about Canton Christmas. This is Next Stop Mississippi, and we'll be right back after the break. 
With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the half happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the half happiest season of all. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. To look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Take a look at the five and ten. It's glistening once again with candy canes and silver lanes that glow. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with Mississippi Today, joined by Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. We're having a lot of Mississippi holiday fun this morning. Uh, We just spoke with our friends in Hattiesburg at the Hattiesburg Zoo about their zoo lights. uh, Ongoing through the weekend, a great thing to enjoy uh, after hours. And on the line today uh, in Canton, we're joined by Jana Paget deer here to talk about Christmas in Canton. Welcome, Jana. Good morning, Mary Margaret. Thank y'all for having me on. Well, we know you have been one busy woman because everyone <laughs> loves to go to Canton. Everybody. <laughs> for the Christmas <laughs> festival. I hope you've had a great, a great season so far. You've been at it for quite some time, and I believe this weekend is, uh, wraps up uh, Christmas in Canton with the lights. So tell us um, what, what all has been going on. Well, we have had a great turnout. The weather has been our friend this year, even brought us a little snow to celebrate, really get in the Christmas spirit. Tonight and tomorrow night is our tomorrow night's our final night. And um, new this year that it's just been a hit is our new uh, interactive Christmas village. And the kids pay $5 to go in, and they make a bag of reindeer food to put out on Christmas Eve for Santa's reindeer Aww. to find their house. And Rudolph is there kind of helping with that. And the kids get a picture with Rudolph. And then we have Frosty at the Igloo, and kids get to roast marshmallows with Frosty. And then we have uh, Santa's elves helping the kids make a picture frame. And once they complete all that, they get a certificate and become a certified elf. So that has been a really big hit this year. That, that is great. Really enjoyed seeing. Now, Jana, I have not been out to Canton this year. I will come this weekend. But my nieces and nephews went uh, last weekend. So I truly got a play-by-play of mm-hmm. the interactive Christmas village. I mean, I feel like I've already been there. But it was a big hit uh, with my uh, oh, 10-year-old niece. And sounds like a lot of fun. Now, this is a, a new element, as you mentioned. But you still have some classic Canton Christmas uh, events that people look forward to every year. We do. We still have all of our rides, and one of the rides that's a tradition is um, our horse and buggy ride, and it's so fun to watch the families that have the picture in the same buggy with the same driver in the same seat every year, year after year, sitting on their panel, and so that's fun to watch those traditions. We also have our museums this year. Um, we have one that we've completely redone, and we've seen it different every year, and so it's themed for the Polar Express this year. And so as you walk through the museum, it takes you through the scenes of the Polar Express, and um, our little ones have really enjoyed that this year. And then we have our History Museum, which uh, we've always had, but we gave it a little fresh touch this year, and uh, it's kind of out of the mill, I do things to it. And when you walk through it, it feels like you're walking down Main Street in Canton, and it's the stores of our past that have been here and have made Canton what it is today. And we have a kiosk at each one with one of our locals reading you the stories of what Canton, that merchant did for Canton. And so it's really unique this year that we've added to that museum. 
Well, Jen, I have to tell you, you guys are just doing a knock-up job. Uh, my mother, my father, my daughter, and my grandmother, we made a family affair out of it last Friday. And just, I mean, the entire spirit of the place and everybody there is in just such great moods. And they're so nice. Oh. And, I mean, it is truly a wonderful experience. We made a whole night of it and then went and had pizza. And, <laughs> <That's so sweet. laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really was. It, it really signified the Christmas spirit. So kudos to you guys because, I mean, everybody out there, especially the marshmallow roasting, I think she probably <laughs> roasted like 17 marshmallows, and we should have paid extra. <laughs> well, thank y'all. And I don't know if y'all know, we got listed as one of the top 14 places to visit across the country. And so wow. we there to Washington, D.C. and San Francisco. And um, it's on our Facebook page, the article. But we, we're very proud of that because, you know, and it's what I, I told the lady that did the interview with the newspaper is I hope this encourages all small towns throughout Mississippi that you may be small but you can do something big and that's what we've done we started out small we've grown this festival of almost over 30 years now and it's great and it still has that small town feel like you're saying that and it's full of Christmas spirit when you walk out onto our square you can't help but get in the Christmas spirit you yeah. know and so that's what I hope that anybody that's listening especially in a small town you, you don't you know I just listened to Hattiesburg, and I'm so proud of Hattiesburg and for what they're doing. But there's a lot more Canton, Mississippi's in Mississippi than there is Hattiesburg. And so I hope this will encourage all small towns to, you know, take an event and grow it and just keep going and keep going. Well, Jana, that's so encouraging. I, I love that collaborative spirit. Yeah. Uh, you want to share what's been greatly successful for your community with other like communities in Mississippi. And I just I thank you for being so open to that and encouraging other folks to uh, jump on wherever exactly. their niche might be. Maybe it's not Christmas. Uh, maybe it's uh, some sort of spring festival or a summer event. But mm-hmm. there is so much potential. Now, Jana, I can't get you off the phone today without talking a little bit about just shopping on the Canton Square. Now, uh, the Canton Christmas events take place at night. It's from 5 to 9 tonight and tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. But your mm-hmm. shops are open, um, I imagine, uh, regular store hours. And they have not, some extra extended hours. Most of them are at Great. least 8 o'clock, and then we have some that will stay here till the crowd's here. <laughs> so if you still have some of those last-minute shoppers, um, gifts you need to pick up, we've got them here on the square. Well, that's really exciting. I I love to shop in Canton, and it's just a a really fun place to be. And even if you're not from Canton, I promise you, you're going to bump into somebody you know, and Mm -hmm. it'll be a great little time to catch up and uh, do your well-wishing for holiday cheer. Now, Jana, again, you've always got great programming happening in Canton. Tell our listeners what we can look forward to in 2018. Well, we uh, obviously have the flea market coming, and our office is now responsible for the um, Mississippi Championship Hot Air Balloon Festival. So we've already got some things in the works to add to that event uh, we're excited about. So uh, they can follow us on Facebook at Canton Tourism or our website, cantontourism.com, and keep up to date with some of the events we've got going on. And uh, our merchants are always open Monday through Saturday, so if you ever need somewhere just to get out and, you know, take a break from the busy life, uh, you come step back in time on our square and just walk our square and enjoy our town and eat lunch here with us and um, shop our square. Nice. Well, that's great. Thank you so much, Jenna Paget-Deer, for being on the show today. She's with the Canton Convention and Visitors Bureau, and they're continuing to celebrate uh, Christmas in Canton, so uh, a really fun event for the whole family. Uh, but it is time for another break. When we return, we'll speak with Nacheri Cooper with the Grammy Museum and talk about their Legacy of Michael Jackson exhibit. Don't go anywhere because you don't want to miss what's coming up on Next Stop Mississippi. You're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. 
Hey there, I'm Joshua Johnson, the host of 1A, a new program coming to MPB weeknights at 8. Each evening on 1A, we'll explore the most important news and issues of our time and how they reflect our changing America. 1A comes from the First Amendment. We address issues like politics, law, technology, pop culture, sports, humor, and everything in between. So tune in for 1A, beginning Monday, New Year's Day, weeknights at 8, here on MPB. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller. We have been having a lot of holiday fun on the radio today, and we're coming in with some great music, Billy Jean by Michael Jackson. If you don't know this song, I just don't know what to tell you. Right, exactly. I mean, uh, are you under a rock? <laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh, lots of Michael Jackson um, excitement this weekend. Uh, it's the 35th anniversary of Thriller. Isn't that wild? That makes me feel so old. <laughs> I, know. I know, I know there are a lot of people out there that are saying, no, no, it can't be. Do you remember when that video dropped? Well, just barely, Kamel, because, you know, I'm a spring chicken. I know. But... My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. And I mean, just the energy that went out throughout the world. I mean, the shows that man used to do. My dad actually promoted and did uh, a couple of shows and, and knew Michael Jackson. But it's Is just. That cr- right? Yeah. It's crazy how people were fainting and going crazy over him. But I mean. He's an icon. Icon, absolutely. And here to talk more about that icon and that 13-time Grammy winner is Nacheri Cooper with Grammy Museum Mississippi. Welcome. Hi. Happy holidays to you both. Well, thank you so much, Nacheri. We're really happy to have you on the line today. Uh, Jane Marie Dawkins has often talked to us from Grammy Museum Mississippi, but you're a new team member, and we're really glad that you're here to help us stay in the loop about all the good things happening at the museum. Well, I'm happy to be here and and happy to be joining the Grammy family. It's an awesome team. Well, we want to hear more about this special exhibit that you have, uh, this special Michael Jackson exhibit at the Grammy Museum. Yeah, well, I was really impressed. You guys are jamming and talking about all your memories of Michael Jackson, and I have those same fond memories. And um, to your point, it is the 35th anniversary of um, the album Thriller, the, thr- the album I think that everyone um, knows Michael um, Jackson for. And um, when you think about the moonwalk, can't help but think about Thriller. And we have a special exhibit celebrating the 35th anniversary that's here at the Grand Museum until February 18th. There's a whole bunch of um, cool, never-before-seen uh, footage um, in the wing, and also an autographed beaded jacket. Just a lot of cool stuff um, that uh, Michael Jackson fans would definitely appreciate, and also just um, music lovers in general. Well, of course, the uh, Grammy Museum in Mississippi is the only other Grammy Museum outside of the one in L.A., and uh, Mississippi is just so honored, and, and, I, and I mean, frankly, we deserve it. Uh, but you know, with all of these different traveling exhibits that you guys have that are so interesting and so iconic, uh, how do you guys plan that and decide what exhibits you're going to have? And, of course, and Michael Jackson is a no-brainer, but how does the museum go about doing that? Well, that's a great question. It's a, um, a collaborative effort with our L.A. team, um, and, you know, we definitely have members and staff that we also um, poll information on um, what we think that um, our, the music community and the, community, the communities that we serve um, would like to see um, in terms of exhibits. So um, there's a couple of ways that we go about that, but for the most part, we collaborate with our team in L.A. 
Well, uh, this Michael Jackson exhibit, I think, is is really far-reaching. I think that goes across generations. Well, you were talking about the moonwalk a minute ago, and, you know, I think uh, about the actual, the, the like, zombie dance from Thriller, oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we uh, We had 35 Christmas carolers show up at our door uh, on Wednesday night. It was the coolest thing ever. What? And I kid you not, they were doing the Thriller dance no, they to rock oh. around the Christmas tree. <laughs> it, this is a real thing, guys. It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, but I as, have love. I know I should have filmed it for you guys. You could put it in the exhibit. Um, (laughs) But as we mentioned before, Michael Jackson was a 13 time Grammy Grammy winner. And I read this morning that eight of those Grammys are for the Thriller album. I I mean, how cool is that? And he won album of the year and record of the year for beat it um, (laughs) during that, during that same time, which was the um, year 1984. So yeah, that's phenomenal. And I think that's a testament to to you guys' point, um, how many people were touched by just that one album? And um, no matter what uh, music genre that you normally listen to, I think everyone found a hit on Thriller. Absolutely. Well, and talking about touching lives, I'm really dorking out on the trivia here, but <laughs> 42.4 million copies sold Ooh, of Thriller. My God. I think you believe that. Are there that many people in the world? I mean, I'm real naive about (laughs) data, but wow. (laughs) That is so awesome. And it's the the most, um, the highest um, selling album ever. Wow. Imagine that. Like, no album has ever outsold Thriller to this day. Now, I think in levels of difficulty of Michael Jackson's dance moves, I mean, of course, moonwalking, I never could get that down. So that's a level of heart. Uh, the zombie dance, I could probably get that down. <laughs> but if you can do the smooth criminal lean, mm, do you remember that? Oh yeah. I think everybody tried to do it and they <laughs> fell on their face a couple of times. But if you can do that, yeah, yeah you're bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm having to hold in my belly laugh here because I just I'm having an image of Kamel at like smooth 14 criminal, yeah, trying to smooth yeah, yeah, criminal, yeah. you know, I feel that's great. That's great. Now, Nacheri, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, I, I know that the hooker exhibit still ongoing and that's been really popular. Do you all have special hours during the holidays or are you kind of going full steam? We do have special hours during the holidays and we are close Christmas Eve. Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Wow. But other than that, we're open um, during the week from 10 a.m. to 5.30 and also on Saturday and then on Sunday from 12 to 5.30. Give our listeners, uh, of course, other than the uh, Michael Jackson exhibit that's there, tell, tell our listeners some of the other very cool exhibits that the Grammy Museum has hosted in the, what, two years that it's been open? Well, we've had, um, we had the Beatles, we had Taylor Swift, um, oh, we had Stevie uh, Ray Vaughan. So, yeah, we've had a couple people, and it, as you can see, um, it crosses all genres. So we try to mix up the, um, the exhibits um, and, and showcase all genres because the museum is for everyone, just like music is for everyone. So, yeah, we've had some cool people, and we, and we have an upcoming one um, with uh, Mary uh, Mary Wilson of the Supremes um, mm-hmm. that will be um, featured on March 2nd. Um, so we're really excited about that. And going back to um, John Lee Hooker, he does end also on February 18th along with Michael Jackson. Um, but someone who was um, influenced by um, John Lee Hooker and also played with John Lee Hooker is Little Freddie King. And um, Little Freddie King will be here with us I'm doing a performance, an evening performance at 7 p.m. on January 12th, um, which, which should be a, a, a real treat. And so we hope that um, your listeners um, come and join us. We should have a good time. Well, that's great. Now, Cherry, thanks so much for making time to be on the show today. We're really uh, happy to have you join the Grammy team and happy to have you on the show today. So Merry Christmas to you and everyone in Cleveland. And um, we look forward to uh, getting over and seeing this Michael Jackson exhibit uh, uh, before it comes down in February. Thank you. Well, thank you, guys. Happy holidays to you, too. And if you guys want more information about the Grammy Museum, please go to grammymuseumms.org. Well, thanks so much again to Cherry. Great having you on the show today. Thank you. Bye.
Now, uh, Nacheri uh, was on the show today during what we usually do as a music segment. Mm-hmm. We, we have artists on, and they talk a little bit about their music. We listen to a little bit of their music. Yeah. And, Kamel, that has been so much fun for me to do on this show, especially with you, because you come you come at the music from a different angle, and, yeah. and I think uh, it, it creates a good dialogue. Oh, man, I love that part, and I'm, I'm glad the show has blossomed into having that uh, segment in the show. And you know what music is to me. I mean, I grew up in a music family. I practice music law and uh, I'm just so blessed to even be a part of the creative community because you know they usually don't trust suits, which I'm (laughs) not really a suit but you know, uh, if you can't play, you can't write, you don't have those skills, it's kind of hard to kind of maneuver in the creators because I mean they are creators and they hold everything close but I am just so glad to be a part of that community so I love our music segment. It's it's the best. Well, it's been a lot of fun for me. Now I am uh, sort of an American kind of girl. I like the Roots music. And we've been able to bring in a variety of musicians this year. Silas was one of my favorite guests we had on the show. He's a young rapper from the Jackson area. Great lyricist. Mm -hmm. uh, Great sounds. And, you know, it's just opened my mind to this whole scene of Mississippi music that I just have not been, you know, in check with. Oh, it's big. I mean, guys like Silas and uh, Dollar Black and, and, and it's just so many other other guys, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood Luck, and I mean, the list just goes on and on and on uh, of, you know, hip-hop artists that are right on the cuffs, and then uh, you've got guys who've done big things like Big Crit, uh, whose album just dropped, and it is critically acclaimed, I mean, all across the industry, so it is just really bubbling, uh, and at a very keen point, very soon the entire industry is going to focus on Mississippi's hip-hop scene abroad. Because it's not just in Jackson or Hattiesburg, it's really throughout. I mean, you can go from South Haven all the way to the coast uh, and there are really, really good artists that have their own culture and sound. And I grew up, you know, listening to hip-hop. I mean, my first tape was Eric B. and Rakim, and I snuck <laughs> past my parents. That my I was cousin, about to say, your yeah, mama didn't yeah, know about that they didn't that know one. anything about that. Yeah, all the way to the Ice Cube Lethal Injection tape and stuff that I would sneak past them. Mom and Dad, I know you're listening. I did it. I mean, what you gonna do at this point? <laughs> Santa's watching, Kamel. I Santa's know, watching. I know. <laughs> well, it has been a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm glad we have a minute to chat about it. Uh, Next Friday on the show we're doing a special edition of Next Stop Mississippi where we're playing the best of, so to speak, of our music interviews from the past year. And so we'll be bringing you a collection of these interviews where you'll get to know our singer-songwriters, our our hip-hop artists, our blues musicians, and everyone in between. So really excited for that. It'll be a lot of fun to listen to. And uh, one of the guests we'll feature on next week's show is Carrie Hudson. He was one Mm -hmm. of our first interviews for the music segment and just a great artist. He's got a great story, really prolific writer. He's always coming yeah. up with, with new music and he's actually performing tonight at Hallamow's in Jackson at 7 p.m., a special holiday show uh, with Katrina Miller, a great um, violin player. So uh, wonderful or violin or fiddle, fiddle maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, lots of holiday tunes and lots of fun there. So uh, again, want to encourage folks to tune in next week for our special music episode of Next Stop Mississippi. Yes, indeed. Can't wait for that. It will be a lot of fun. Now, there is music happening all around the state this weekend. Another uh, event going on this or this evening in Clarksdale is at Hambone Art Gallery in downtown Clarksdale. That's on East 2nd Street. Uh, Mark Porkchop Holder is going to be there appearing live, and uh, it's going to be a great show. The the thing I love about going to see an event at Hambone Art Gallery is just the space. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're in someone's den when you're hanging out there and you're listening to music. It's, uh, of course, wonderful, interesting artwork on the walls and a lot of uh, good people hanging yeah. around. So uh, one of those fun sort of uh, small shows yeah, uh, to yeah. check out. Speaking of shows and, and parties, uh, I think we both had a chance to go by the Artland Christmas Party and big shout out. Uh, to Arden Barnett because, I mean, he's just a great Mississippi promoter who's been, uh, who's a vet and, I mean, bringing so many great artists and bands uh, through Mississippi to different event halls throughout the state. And uh, he he throws one slamming party, him and his team. Well, that's the truth. Now, and we do have to give Arden a, a, a lot of credit for the success of this year's Bicentennial yes. Celebrations. Yes. Arden was really the, the man, the wizard behind the curtain, mm-hmm. uh, making all of these wonderful celebrations uh, in the South. 
South, in the North, in Central Mississippi uh, come together. He really held the strings on logistics, on staging, on lighting, on sound, and was just great to work with. Made it a lot of fun, and um, I certainly learned a lot from him. But I hate I missed you at the Christmas party. I I got there a little late, so we didn't get to have our Christmas fun. Uh, But I am looking forward to another show tonight in Jackson. The Vamps are playing at Dueling Hall, another Ardenland production. Uh, Great Mississippi musicians talk about some serious players. Jazz, it's it's a great thing. Uh, Always a fun time to get out and see folks uh, for the annual Vamps Christmas show. Uh, Well, sounds like you going. Well, well, you know, that depends. (laughs) But uh, someone from my family will be there representing, I have a feeling. Right. Uh, But again, we want to encourage our listeners to tune in next week. We understand that it is a holiday weekend, but we at MPB are still going to be here with you uh, throughout the weekend and the week. So tune in for our special music episode of Next Stop Mississippi. So it's been a great day celebrating the holidays with you, Camille. Great to see you before we take a little bit of a break. Uh, But we want to thank our listeners for a wonderful year on Next Stop Mississippi and for always tuning in and making our jobs a lot of fun. It's a privilege to talk about the great places and people in Mississippi. Yeah, I I always forget I'm even on the radio. This is just fun. But I appreciate the listeners for having me and uh, making me a new part of this show. And I just... uh, I'm ready to go out this year with a bang and just Merry Christmas to all our listeners and everyone listening. Absolutely. Now, Next Stop Mississippi was produced by Michelle McAdoo. For MPB Think Radio, I'm Mary Margaret Miller. Southern Remedy for Women is up next, but join us again next week for another great trip on Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPB Think Radio.